Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I am your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime Bob the Butler, starring Tom Green and Brooke Shields. Huh. I have no reference of that. I don't it think anyone should not does. surprise you at this point. <laughs> What's I don't the think one from does. Steven Universe? Oh no! Oh, uh, the tiny butler. Tiny, but is that what it is? I Let's think not. so. I, I'll think about it too hard. Yeah, Bob the <laughs> we'll Butler. find it. Was a it was supposed to be a theatrical movie, and then it got bumped down to a Disney Channel original, and it just it shouldn't exist. It's not awful. It's just so bland and mediocre. I can't imagine anyone who actually enjoyed it. It's Lil Butler. Little Butler. Little Butler. There you go. Got it. <laughs> Already so, a lot going uh, on. <laughs> As you can tell from all this butler talk, we have a butler-themed show for you today. Uh, Dana, what are we watching? We're watching Black Butler, Kuroshitsuji. It, uh, it's a show that <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't... Back in the day, I used to buy anime DVDs without really like knowing what they were. Just like taking a shot. Yeah, the grab bag. Yeah. Well, actually, so this is like the story, and I don't know how I ended up here. I think maybe I had Christmas money. Mm -hmm. I was like a teenager. I was like 15 or 14. And my mom took me to this place called Anime Jungle, which is now in Little Tokyo. It's a much nicer place. But at the time, it was just on like a strip mall, and it smelled terrible, and it was just (laughs) weird. Yeah, that sounds like a strip mall. And we went in there. Yeah. We went in there, and I bought a Lucky Star messenger bag. And I saw the Black Butler, like the first part of the English dub on DVD. So I just bought it because I could. And then I watched it and I really liked it. (laughs) Yeah. That's a way to find stuff. I I used to do that with CDs when I was a youngster of like, oh, I I like this album art. Hopefully this is a good band. And they never were. Yeah. (laughs) It never worked out that way. I can't, I don't think I had like really heard of it before I bought it. So... Yeah, I took a chance, and it paid off. I don't know how well it holds up, but... <laughs> paid, off, paid off at that moment. Paid off for a 15-year-old weeb. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to satisfy yeah. the 15-year-old weeb in you. Exactly. Uh, Brendan, do you have any experience with this show? Nope. I, I know of it. I've seen a lot of pictures of this butlery character. But that's That's about it. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, shockingly going in blind. I feel like I say that exact <laughs> phrase every episode. Um, I mean, it's the it's premise of phrase. the show. But yeah, this is something I heard about because I feel like this was insanely popular when I was a youth. Uh, so I definitely know that this is like a pinnacle anime show for a lot of people. But I have no frame of context for what happens in it. Great. I like to think it's what Alfred Pennyworth would be if he was Batman. <laughs> and if Batman I would was watch a that kid. show. That would be really good. That would be great if it was like, yeah, he is Batman's butler, but he is also a better Batman. <laughs> so he is like solving crimes that even Batman can't solve. Or like leaving obvious clues that Batman could pick up on. <laughs> of like, okay, he's my boss. I gotta throw him a bone every once in a while. He's leaving him like a bl- uh, breadcrumb trail of clues. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say blues clues. 
I mean, basically. Just like an Alfred <laughs> paw print. <laughs> and Alfred is like the kid, the the kids and the the quote audience just being like, "It's right it's there, right Bruce." There. <laughs> He's back in the it's back cave screaming you. at the monitors. Come on, it's right in front of you, <laughs> Master Bruce. Can you see any bloody footprints in this room? <laughs> I don't that know. I found great. I found an umbrella. Master Bruce, it might be the penguin who is notorious for umbrellas. Oh, yeah. Who do you know that you Your see weekly so that carries an umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This is our British demo reel. <laughs> wow. Please, God, let no one hear this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. Uh, we are doing a little bit of a uh, skip around. We are watching episodes one, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, uh, uh, oh, Alfred, can you queue up the episodes, please? <laughs> of course, Master Bruce. <laughs> right, that right, was too Master New York. Bruce. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> This is some capital A anime right here. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, it's, yep. It's not at all what I expected, but still somehow exactly what I expected. Mm. It's not what you were anticipating, that. but it's what you needed. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that it's either. It's not the anime we deserved, but it's the anime we needed. <laughs> I think it's more like the anime we got. Sure. <laughs> The anime that <laughs> flopped down in front of us. <laughs> the Ugh. anime we randomly picked from a anime jungle at 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the anime 15-year-old Dana deserved. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's truly important. Yeah. <laughs> so, shall we dive on into episode one? Yeah. <laughs> so reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we we begin episode one. We have uh, a strange boy in this uh, uh, like devilish dreamscape uh, agreeing to uh, sign some sort of contract with this raven devil thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is our second anime intro of uh, sign the contract. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. We also got that in uh, uh, Magica. Madoku Magica. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Left a strong yeah. impact. Yeah, I just... My brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. Uh, so, yeah, we get that uh, a deal is being dealt with some sort of creature, and then we get the opening song. Oh yeah, this brought me back, man. <laughs> Memories of being 15 and gross. <laughs> I yeah, thought I it was it. okay. Yeah, it's a it's a song. The opening is very like animu with yeah. all of like the sweeping shots of characters and I was, things like can that. Can you define animu for me, please? <laughs> it's just, you know, like, they, ooh, it's Animu! Like, oh, ooh, like, like, typical. like the capital A anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the exaggerated, okay. over the top anime. 
very tropey. Fits that gotcha. stereotype, yeah. I wasn't yep. sure. Remember, I, I have to learn something every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if this was like a demon sort of kind of, like it was just like a weird nebulous void and someone talking to a disembodied voice. And then as soon as the uh, intro started, I was like, oh yeah, it's demons, because you got a fucking pentagram carved in someone's hand bleeding out, like. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's very on point. If you swapped with this with the Death Note opening, I may not have noticed. I, <laughs> I think there's a, a note I wrote down later. I'm like, wait, is this Death Note? This feels like Death Note. Is it this feels Death very Note? Death Note. <laughs> While watching it, I was like, damn. Oops. <laughs> I, brought the oh, no. sh- I brought the same show twice. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, uh, after the opening, we open on an English manor. I believe the it's in the 1800s. I don't have the exact mm-hmm. year. But okay. it's old-timey England. Or old-timey Japanese England. <laughs> yeah. All of the backgrounds that they were showing, like, they're pretty, but they're also very, like, dreary. Like, there are no bright colors in this show. And that's yeah, another thing of me, like, I was just sitting there being like, why did I, what about this was good to me? Uh, it's dark and gloomy, which uh, appeals to many young teenagers. teenagers. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, we open in this English manor and... We have a bet a a butler a but- butler dressing a very uh, young boy who is very rude and uh, uh, he wants to go about his day but he is told that he has a business meeting later so he is an important young boy and the child young- business boy <laughs> the young boy. little baby businessman <laughs> he's got eye patch and pierced ears which is something I don't actually. I don't think I've seen in most characters. It seems mm. unusual. Especially He's a yeah. pirate. I, <laughs> it makes sense now. He's too noble to be a pirate. He has mm. his own butler. He's got a company. He's got <laughs> things to do. He wants Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he owns a toy factory and is uh, uh, Seal Phantom Hive, a very prestigious young man wait does he yell i'm not gonna let uh, you call him seal Seal? okay i wrote it down i cannot remember the pronunciation cl i called him little lord that's good too there we go that's what sebastian calls him does he actually have a toy factory yes yes uh it's called phantom hive (laughs) god damn it i missed that entirely Uh, yeah Uh, so (laughs) Basically, we get shots of this very dutiful butler helping this uh, brat of a child. Uh, and uh, we go to the other servants of the house. Uh, we have uh, Finian, the groundskeeper, uh, May Ren, mm-hmm. the maid, and Bardroy, the cook. Bardroy. How British. Yes. Is it? I don't think I've ever heard anything close to these names. Yeah, no, I I'm mean, joking. Okay. It's definitely, it's definitely some Japanese people being like, "What are some British-sounding names?" <laughs> Bar it reminds me of uh, there was Bar-Roy. that like uh, the meme going around of the Japanese baseball game where they had to come up with very American yeah. names, Love and they that. were just the like strangest combination of American-sounding sounds. <laughs> I can't remember any right now, but they're all very good. Oh. And the little lord, when he wakes up, throws a dart at his butler, who catches it. 
because he's the titular character, I guess. He's some sort of martial artist or something. And then he just hucks a dart later on at the groundskeeper and just stabs him in the head. Yeah, because clearly he is not as skilled in this dart-throwing manner. He's like, not around a small child trying to hurt him all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why the hell did you throw a dart at me? He's like, I'm your lord. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's like, God, this asshole kid. Yeah. You're right, but I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not thrilled about being stabbed in the head. CL doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's got the main character syndrome where we're supposed to care for him solely because he's the main character, not a good person. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's yeah, a child. Uh, he sucks throughout this entire <laughs> show. Well, at least what we watch. Yeah. Um, so, uh, apparently there is a big meeting with this Italian businessman who is running uh, the Phantom Hive, or Phantom Hive uh, toy company <laughs> God, I hate it. in India. Uh, so it's sort of like a big uh, meeting for this uh, family business. Um and uh, they, uh, uh, Sebastian, the main butler, tells everyone else to get to their duties so they can go and prepare. Uh, and all the other servants are so, they're so incompetent that they <laughs> just need to impress Sebastian this one time. So they vow them. to do it. Yeah, they're these are fun characters. Yeah. Wait, they wanted to impress them? Yeah, they were trying. Isn't oh, I that, thought, I thought they that were, impressive? I thought they were actively <laughs> sabotaging him. Like, hey, this guy's making us look bad, so let's make him look bad by sabotaging all of his hard work today. Nah, they wanted to look good. Man, yeah, where they we- have they have a company huddle, and they're like, "Hey, we keep fucking up. We're gonna we're gonna surprise him. We're gonna actually do a good job that he's gonna be like, oh, you did great." Why are they do very <laughs> Japanese? Like, oh, I'm surprised. Ah. Faces. <laughs> Where was I when I was watching this show? Because I feel like I missed a lot. <laughs> On another plane of existence. <laughs> Don't worry, they fail immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we see CL, uh, or Lil Lord, walking Lord. around. Uh, and yeah, he yeah, sees yeah. an old portrait of uh, what we assume is his parents. And then mm-hmm. when uh, Sebastian checks on him later on, he demands that portrait to be taken down. Because he's the new lord of the family, so he wants to be honored and not his parents. Yeah. Hello. I'm a child and my parents died, so erase any exi- any any uh-huh. evidence of their existence. <laughs> Thanks. It's about me now. It's all about me. God. He's anime, not Cockney. Anime Richie Rich <laughs> is a much bigger asshole. <laughs> yeah. So we have... Uh, this is where uh, Sebastian, going to check on everything, being ready for the meeting, sees that the entire crew fucks up entirely. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the gardener uh, destroys the yard with the strongest weed killer he has. Uh, the cook decides to use a flamethrower to cook everything quickly uh, and just burns down the kitchen. And the maid, having broken glasses, uh, destroys all the fine china for tea, uh, trying to set everything up. So all of I uh, the accents, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) not good. They're not not good. I will. Okay, so I think J. Michael Tatum as Sebastian, butter. I love his voice. (laughs) I love him, and I think he does a really good job as Sebastian for like what the show is. 
Yeah, he does a good job because he's doing, like, a refined, like, received pronunciation accent. And everyone else in the show just goes cockney. Even, yeah. Like, to not taking into account their, like, status, they're like, yeah, they're all s- London street urchins. This lord, London street urchin. <laughs> this Scotland Yard character, London street urchin. <laughs> CL, CL doesn't do cockney, but, oh, who plays him? I forget her name. But yeah, she... he's not bad either, but yeah, no one but, is But the great. accent is not natural sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I should say I watched dub for all these episodes. Me too. I did a uh, dub sub dub. Cool. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, with two hours to this business meeting, uh, Sebastian has to fix everyone else's fuck-ups. Uh, so he decides to... Uh, change the lawn into a uh, Japanese stone garden so he can just, like, Uh, pave it over and turn it into uh, just sand since everything is dead. Get Uh, that dirt out here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like this would take longer than actually fixing the garden. Like, by turning it, like, redoing it into an entirely different style of garden. Hey, hey, don't worry about it. (laughs) Hey, he's... He's a hell of a butler. He That's what I was going to say, but I wanted to save it. I wanted to save it. Uh. Uh, mm, delicious. I was saving it for later. Mm. I'm sorry to ruin it. That's okay. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, basically redoes the entire property. Uh, and the Italian businessman, I did not catch his name, but it does not matter. Nope. Yeah, I forget. Uh, He arrives and is so impressed in this uh, very strange and uh, exotic display that he sees before him. Uh, And he is uh, welcomed in. Hello. Hello. Hello, I am Italian man. (laughs) Hello, I'm small child. Welcome to my home. (laughs) Thank you for coming to our three-man play of Black Butler. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, I am Italian man. Hey, I'm small business boy. <laughs> the accents are kind of at that level, so <laughs> you're not yeah. far off. Uh, so they, the business meeting commences. We have uh, uh, it's being uh, discussed over a board game that CL wanted to play. Uh, it's it's a very like Candyland from Hell. <laughs> Sort of game. <laughs> That's oh, a good way of putting it. So uh, Candyland, just regular Candyland. <laughs> so we uh, have certain things of like, oh, you lost your leg in the forest. Oh, you were burned alive as you go through this board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and naturally, the businessman is trying to gloss over the game and just get down to business, uh, where he says that the factory is booming and he wants to invest even more money into. Uh, labor so they can make even more money uh but the boy is not having it uh little little business boy is just so invested (laughs) in this game he's not paying attention and just prompting the other uh guy to keep on playing well it would require little lord to invest all the money for the additional labor so he's kind of like we're gonna need you to hawk up even more money than you already do so it's kind of like uh well i don't want to do that so. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that Italian uh, man. Strange Italian person. Yeah, because he asked for like twelve thousand dollars in old English time, so I yeah. assume that's about thirty billion dollars. 
I think that sounds right. I don't yeah. know math, but that uh, I just checked the math, and I am correct, and I just get a Nobel Prize in math. Oh. Wow. Can't <laughs> yeah, believe it. Yeah, it was so quick. Uh, um, we have... <laughs> um, uh, they pause the game, and they go and have dinner. Uh, uh, Sebastian's saving the day once again. Uh, turns this charred beef into a another Japanese treat, uh, Donbori raw beef bowls. Uh, so Yum. the uncooked, burnt on the outside beef is perfect to be served as a raw meal. The businessman is like, uh, what is this? And Sebastian totally <laughs> saves it, being smooth as hell, being like, oh, this Sushi. is a very traditional dish. This is, uh, something you, uh serve when you are celebrating a victory so uh please oh eat you this. don't know <laughs> oh you i thought you Japanese were a man customs. of culture <laughs> at, yeah at mm. this point i just wrote down is this butler a weeb like i know it was made in japan but this is weird <laughs> that this butler is like knows so much about japanese culture and like dining and it's just whipping it out so carefree yeah, they're really showing their hand of being like, ooh, all these Japanese things. Hmm. <laughs> How do we draw yeah. British food? Well, British food is disgusting, so let's draw Japanese food. Deal. Perfect. Uh, so they just uh, dis- keep on discussing stuff over dinner. Uh, Mei Rin is assigned to pour wine for everyone, but having broken glasses and being so flustered that Sebastian whispered in her ear, in oh. her ear to pour the wine. Uh, I because mean, same. <laughs> oh, she's so in love with him. Everyone she's so else. everything. <laughs> uh, she naturally uh, starts uh, pouring the wine over the table and missing the glass completely. But Sebastian, again, being a total baller, uh, <laughs> he uh, pulls the tablecloth just as the wine is about to spill on the Italian man's lap. And uh, does the old party trick of pulling the tablecloth without knocking anything over. And and when uh, the businessman looks back down, he's like, wasn't there just a tablecloth here? <laughs> just completely missing the amazing trick that was just performed in front of him. I'm sorry, how did the Italian man say it? <laughs> me? Hey, oh, where did the tablecloth go? <laughs> there we go, thank That's you. That's what I thought. <laughs> but Sorry, also, forgive me. It's like a twenty-foot table, but it was yeah, it was when a guest was eating, and like in Japanese custom, he has the bowl up over his face entirely, so he just mm-hmm. missed everything. But yeah, it's like a twenty-foot table or something. Yeah, especially for an Italian man that just knew nothing about Japanese customs, like thirty seconds before, he's like, "Oh yes, let me eat this in the traditional Japanese style <laughs> with these chopsticks." <laughs> mm. Uh, so. Uh, again, it is saved. Uh, CL is like, oh, there was a speck of dust on the tablecloth. We had to have it removed. I'm so sorry. And uh, they completely play it off. And he is none the wiser. And I think this is where we get the I'm one hell of a butler. Hell yeah, we do. Oh, God. <laughs> he says, I don't remember exactly what prompts it, but they, the Italian guy or CL says something about like, how great Sebastian is, and he just says, well, you know, I'm one hell of a butler. (laughs) 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 It's like a catchphrase. It's every episode he says his fucking line. 
Yeah, I think in episode five he says it twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for it is, sure. For they sure They definitely does. are not subtle about it. Um, it's the best thing they thought of when they made this show. <laughs> they thought of that line and just built the whole show around that. That was the origin point. Yeah. Uh, so they go back to business. Uh, he keeps wanting to play the game, but the businessman is like, I'm tired of this, and asks to make a phone call, uh, where he goes off and reveals his evil plan. Uh, the Italian businessman actually sold the factory and is just trying to swindle this dumb child out of his money. Mm. Uh, but I like when he's on the phone, he's got the big cigar, like, to prove that if he wasn't evil enough, he's got that big, angry businessman cigar. <laughs> he's smoking inside! That's not allowed! <laughs> like, just really True trying to, evil. like, caricature him off. <laughs> uh, so, uh, naturally, uh, the butler is ever vigilant and hears the evil plan, and... Uh, starts to make all the bad things that were happening to him in the game come true. Uh, ghostly figures appear to him as, like, uh, the, like, eye of the damned is watching him. Bewitched by the eyes of the dead. Yes. Uh, he That was extremely falls... slurred. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're drunk. We're all drunk. <laughs> the truth come out. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, he falls down the stairs and breaks his leg, so he lost the leg in the Forbidden Forest. Uh, and and, uh, as he is running away from this ghastly figure that keeps on following him around, uh, he tries to hide in a cabinet made of metal, which never goes great. (laughs) Bad Uh, sign. And he accidentally climbed into the oven where dessert was being prepared. And Sebastian... Shows up and says, oh, didn't you know? English dishes have lots of animal fats in them. Uh, mm. <laughs> sort of, of saying, like, we're going to cook you alive, you bastard. Ha ha ha. And so he uh, he is eventually let out and runs away. And we see that CL knew what he was doing this entire time and was just toying with him. Because... What? He tried to screw him over. Wait, Genius let, child. Let's not gloss over the amazing dialogue of him limping away. Because his foot is still, like, broken. So he's just kind of limping off oh, into yeah. the distance. And he just screams, Mamma mia! <laughs> oh, I As if he wasn't missed that. <laughs> I was so happy in the world I was living in, Brendan. <laughs> Like, it couldn't have been more over-the-top stereotype. Just in case you forgot he was Italian. <laughs> Let's remind you. This mansion is one of spicy meatballs. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, that wouldn't have surprised me at that point if he said that. Like, it just... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, that's basically episode one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the outro song is... It's a bop, but it doesn't really... It's super ill-fitting. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it, pop-punk song, but all English lyrics? Yeah, yeah. it was fine. <laughs> I was not super into the music in this show. It yeah. really caught me off guard. It kind of reminded me of, like, early Paramore. Yeah. Hmm. It was... It sounded like they were trying to be <laughs> Paramore. <laughs> yeah, it might have come out during that time, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, all right. Now we jump to episode four, which had a lot of characters that I forgot were introduced in episodes two and three, (laughs) but also nothing happens in episodes two and three, so I didn't want to watch them. So it starts out with Sebastian and Ciel. They're on their way to Ciel's country house. Summer Uh, home. Summer home, you know, which, you know, is his parents, but they're dead. So who cares? Dibs. And he like has a letter. And I can't remember if the letter came to him in another episode. I don't think it did. I think he just has it now. Oh, good. You know, as you do to introduce important plot devices, you introduce them without warning. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a special suspicious letter. Hmm. Um, And then they get to his house and Madam Red and Lau are already there. Madam Red is his aunt Mm. on his mother's side and Lau... I don't remember why he's there. <laughs> <laughs> For some diversity. If I'm perfectly honest, I don't remember why Lau is relevant at all. Uh, I can answer that. He is not. <laughs> he is not. Uh, and also, Madam Red, uh, her butler is there. Grell Sutcliffe. Yeah, Grell. I... We'll get to him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um... So they're there, you know, hanging out. They, like, destroyed his living room looking for some tea. They couldn't find some tea. How British of them. <laughs> Ooh. Brit- British people like Just tea, that's wrong, all we know. Just a quick reminder if you uh, didn't know they were British. Yeah. Um, and then they discuss some murders that have been going on because, yeah. <laughs> and uh, turns out there, there have been a bunch of prostitutes dying. And Jack the Ripper is on the rise. Ooh. Ooh. Prostitutes dropping like flies everywhere. This is a second Jack the Ripper cameo in our podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had some Soul Eater action, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also f- forget why CL is a kid detective. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. But uh, he is. He is uh, I it's sort of glossed over in these episodes. I don't know if it's in two or three, but he is the queen's watchdog. Yeah. So I think it's... he is uh, sort of in his noble stature. He acts as sort of the queen's assistant to helping keep order in the kingdom. Yeah, uh, I think his parents also helped the queen with stuff like this. So I think that's why he does it now. Mm. That's yes. more nepotism. <laughs> This is when I wrote down, um, like, oh, he's got a little detective squad. I'm like, wait, is CL yeah. L slash Sherlock before the Queen? And then I was like, is this Death Note? This just feels like Death Note. And the, <laughs> uh, Sebastian mm. is just Ryuk. <gasps> oh. I, it feels like. I do love both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're talking sense. about going to, like, the most recent crime scene. And Lau is focusing really hard on how bloody and gory it's going to be. And the smell, how terrible that would be. Which is weird. And then <laughs> I mean, it don't smell then, great. Yeah. And then they get to the crime scene and Scotland Yard is already there. And Ciel just walks up and he's like, hello, I would like to see the crime scene, please. <laughs> One murder corpse, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and the guy at Scotland Yard just kind of like, uh, you're a full child. <laughs> I'm not going to let you see the crime scene. And then, like, the chief comes up and he's like, ah, you again. So the police do not like the kid detective. 
Shocking. Another trope that I've never seen before. Oh. Yeah. We forgot. Dead parent. Check. Oh, yeah. Check. Yeah, dead parents club. He's yeah. not just dead mom's club. Both. Got both. Got the wombo yeah. combo. <laughs> um, and so instead of, like, persisting uh, to see the body at the crime scene, Ciel is like, I know someone we can go see who's a character that I completely forgot about. <laughs> He's the Undertaker. How could you forget about this whimsical character? Ah, uh, just know, delightful. Right? So delightful. I, so they go to the yes. I knew it wasn't going to be the Undertaker wrestler, but there's still part of me that was hoping <laughs> it would have been the Undertaker wrestler. Fingers crossed. Uh, so they go into his funeral parlor, and he comes out of a coffin. And he's, like, already giddy, and he's like, oh, do I get, CL? do I get to fit you for a coffin today? <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> uh, and he looks, I, I was just looking at him, I was like, why does he wear that? <laughs> he looks like, he looks like he's from Soul Eater. Yeah, he's, he's a ridiculous anime character. I guess everyone in the show up to this point is still kind of reasonable, like, you can imagine someone in that time period actually wearing that. And then he's just a straight cartoon character. Yeah. Also, the wardrobe throughout. We'll get to some of the stuff later on. But there are some just anime-ass outfits yeah. all throughout mm. Victorian England. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, they tell him that they want information about the murdered prostitutes. Because I guess he's worked on all of them. Because he's the only undertaker in all of England. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he says that he doesn't want money. He wants to laugh. So Lao tries to tell him a joke. Does not go well. Delivery, not great. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. <laughs> Madam Red tries to make him laugh by telling him some dirty, dirty gossip that she heard. Does Still, not work. Last censored uh, dialogue. Uh, yeah. Fun stuff. Fun <laughs> comedy. Dirty comedy. Ooh, edgy. <laughs> uh, and then so the Undertaker turns to CL and he's like, make me laugh child and uh sebastian tells everyone to leave and to not come in no matter what happens and he's putting on gloves yeah (laughs) um so they leave and they give it a minute and then the undertaker erupts with laughter and they all come back inside and they're like what did you do but we never get to know because sebastian's very secretive (laughs) very sexy very secretive (laughs) And this is when I wrote the note, I just remembered that Sebastian fucks a nun later on. <laughs> Wild. This is what reminded uh, you of it. Yeah, because he's dirty. He's a th- I mean, he's a demon. Not to spring that information on you guys, but <laughs> they go to a church and they need information from a nun, so he fucks her in the barn out back. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> All right. Um... So, uh, the Undertaker reveals that in all of the murdered prostitutes, their uterus is missing. Uh, and he puts it in the grossest way possible. He says, um, he calls it their precious womanly part in the English dub. Oh. Which is gross because, because I mean, that's the most precious part of a woman, right? Her ability to have children, her womb. Yeah. Uh, This is the one I watched subbed, so I didn't catch that part. Weird. I'd grant this to being like, oh, it's old-timey England. That's that's what they thought. 
But based on how the rest of the women are treated in this show, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, so he kind of says that maybe they have to have medical knowledge to be able to do this. Uh, and on the way home, or back to the country house, Madam Red says, even I have the medical knowledge necessary to do a procedure like that. Like, they're trying to narrow down the suspects. And I was just like, wow, not suspicious at all, Madam Red. (laughs) Very blatant. Thanks for volunteering yourself as a suspect. Yeah. Um, So CL tells Sebastian to gather up a bunch of suspects and find their alibis, whatever. And he jumps out of the moving carriage. (gasps) And everyone's kind of like, uh, what? Is he okay? But it's going like five miles per hour. He'd surely die. (laughs) At the speed of a trotting horse. Uh, and then they return back to the country home, and Sebastian is already there with his full list of suspects and their alibis. What? Yeah. And uh, I wrote the note now, how come Grell doesn't talk in this one? Because I really like him. He's a fun character. But this was a fun moment of, like, Sebastian, like, listing all of this stuff. And we just get, like, a close-up of Grell's face, and he's just like, oh. It's, yeah, it's he's like just hearts. Like, blushing he's like so in love with sebastian (laughs) and like how well he does his job because what we don't what we one thing we missed in episode three is that grell is very bad at his job ah he's a very bad butler so he wants sebastian to like teach him kind of Mm, that makes more sense um so madam red is like how did you ever do this and then sebastian says oh i'm simply one hell of a butler <laughs> i love that love that catchphrase <laughs> so they narrow it down to this guy viscount Druitt. um and they figure the only way to reveal him is to go to this party he's about to have in disguise so they go in disguise, and CL is dressed as a pretty little lady, and Sebastian keeps calling him mistress and stuff, and that just tickles me. <laughs> he um, can't blow the cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he mentions, like, oh god, I sure hope Lizzie isn't here. Lizzie is his betrothed. Ah. Or, uh, and cousin? I forget oh. if she's his cousin. Huh. <laughs> That's I mean, how it was. Old England, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh. But she's for sure his betrothed. I will say, it is when they're getting dressed up to go to the party, and CL's in uh, drag in the dress. He's like, why do I gotta wear the dress? And this is when Madame Red tells him and leans in, which I specifically checked the dub and sub, and they, they didn't translate this. But she says, um, we have to sneak you in, and I'm told Lord Druid is a ladies' man of Catholic taste. <gasps> basically Ooh. implying he's oh. a pedophile and we have to oh, dolly wow. you up <laughs> oh Shit. in the dub she just said yeah she just says uh he likes any pretty little thing in a skirt yeah no japanese don't hold back <laughs> they're just like yeah catholics are pedophiles <laughs> oh my I'm god just like damn <laughs> that's so savage i love that it's so good <laughs> wow yeah all right wow so they're at this party and Lizzie is there, um, and she's complimenting all of the ladies' dresses because she just likes really cute, pretty things. Mm. And she sees CL, but doesn't recognize him or Sebastian. <laughs> she knows all of these people. 
CL's at she least dressed sh- up. Sebastian's like wearing glasses. That's it. Yeah, but she like for sure knows Madam Red too. Oh. So it's just like. I also right. want to know how this is where we got the anime ass clothing that <laughs> I was not expecting because it was pretty plain attire for most people up until this point. But oh boy, this was so anime everywhere for the dressed up clothes. <laughs> the ball. Very elaborate. Um, so they like spot the Viscount across the dance floor um, and... Sebastian's like, there's only one way to get to him. Dance! <laughs> of course. How of else? Course. Uh, so he dances with Ciel across the dance floor. Very... Wow. Suave. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah it and this does. is it's also just like Ciel like, trying to keep from locking eyes with Lizzie. Um, so he makes it across the dance floor. And... Uh, Hold on. Yes. Um, so he, CL runs into the Viscount and he's like, hello, child. <laughs> hello, pretty small girl. Little Robin. Little Robin. Mmm. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> so he's kind of talking to the, talking to the Viscount, puts, puts his hand on CL's waist yeah. and like, Ooh. Tickles him. And he yeah. he does say he does say you might be a little young yet. And it's like, oh cool. Just like really cool, laying cool, it on. Cool, back. Very cool. Yeah. Um and this is when Lizzie like has the opportunity to run up to CL and tell this mysterious girl how much she loves the dress. <laughs> I have to tell her. I have to tell her. She I have to know. compliment her. Which is very relatable. <laughs> when I it? see a pretty girl, I'm like, I have to tell you how pretty you are. <laughs> My one mission in life. <laughs> I like to make people feel good about themselves. Uh, but before she can reach CL, Sebastian saves the day by just slamming down a cabinet. And he says, I'm gonna do magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sebastian. Everybody, look at me. And he has Lau, uh, who's also there. Uh, he gets in the cabinet and Lau runs swords through it. And he comes out completely unscathed. Whoa! Huh. He's, he's a showman for sure. And uh, the Viscount, in the meantime, has taken CL up to a room. And they go inside and CL is like, what the hell is that smell? And then he faints. Oh, you're drugged. Oop, you drugged. It's time to get drugged, little child. <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh! Uh, yeah. And then we it keeps get getting some, worse. Some fan service of... Um, oh, yeah, this cutaway. Yeah. yeah. What this the was fuck? The, the reality of the situation is that Sebastian is tying up CL's corset. But what we f- see first... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it looks like it looks like Sebastian is fucking CL. At first. <laughs> to be completely Let, honest, that's just, what it looks like at first. Just get it out there. We'll just address it. That's what it looks like. <sighs> I'm not gonna describe the scene because that's what it looks like. Yeah. And then it like pulls back, and he's like, "You're gonna kill me with this corset." And he's like, "I don't think any woman has ever died of a corset before." Uh, so that's fun. Haha! Ha, what a funny joke. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> funny Ugh. joke. We. 
Love it. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, moving a million miles pedophilia. past this. That's not true. Um, <laughs> hate it. So, uh, CL wakes up and he's being sold on the black market by Viscount Druitt, saying like, oh, she's so pretty, you could keep her all together or you could sell her for parts. Let's bid. <laughs> like a car. Yeah. <laughs> they remove CL's blindfold because he was blindfolded. And uh, as they're bidding, he just says, all right, Sebastian, come pick me up. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, mom. They're selling me for parts. Can you come pick me up? Soccer practice is over and now I'm in a black market sale. <laughs> Please. Uh, so Sebastian comes and beats all the people up in the dark. And then he fucking, <laughs> he fucking just bends the metal bars of the cage that CL is in. And rips up the rope without even touching it. And this is, I feel like this is the first time, at least we're seeing, like, in this, in the episodes we're watching, of like, oh, just so you know, Sebastian is very strong. He's like mm-hmm. a super demon. Because he is a demon. Yeah. So he, uh, he helps Ciel escape, and they're like, hell yeah, we solved the, the, the murders. We solved the Jack the Ripper case. Hell yeah. And then they get home, and surprise, while they were at the party, another prostitute was murdered. Immediately, I wrote down, we're like, oh, we solved the Jack the Ripper case. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You didn't prove anything. This is just a guy selling people on the black market. Cut to immediate next scene of, like, Jack the Ripper strikes again. I was like, oh, okay, good. Shocker. I was like, I'm not going crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, that's, and it seems like Sebastian knows who it is, but he's not going to tell CL Mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, he makes a lot of, like, comments of, like, I only do exactly what you tell me. And, like, kind of implying, like, you didn't tell me to tell you who it was, sort of, like, wordplay. So. Yeah, so that's episode four. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, uh, that was an interesting one. That's, um, a bad one. <laughs> yeah, not... But I, as a 15-year-old, I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> Your standards have gotten higher as you got older. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what's bad now. <laughs> uh, At least. I mean, we haven't gotten to the episode, which I feel is the worst one. So let's oh, hop into oh, episode really? five. Here we go. Yeah. That makes me so sad. <laughs> I like this one. Okay. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I could not with this one. <laughs> this is like this is like having to face the reality of like my friends hating me. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's what this feels like not you, just your taste in everything. You not are wonderful. Everything. <laughs> just but... an anime. Hey, no, now... keep talking about how wonderful I am. I want to dwell on that. <laughs> now you know what it's like to be like me when I recommend shows. <laughs> anyway, episode five. <laughs> Start off with a uh, little lord sulking around because. They messed up the Jack the Ripper case, and they didn't catch him. Uh, while he's That's pl- not what we start with. Well, he's playing chess with uh, uh, Madame Red. Nah, we get the, the oh, right. person in the yeah. the, the murder. Uh, oh, we First scene is actually yeah, a woman tied to a chair, and someone is putting makeup on her in this scene. Maybe that one's a little later. But it's a woman clearly... That's a little later. Yeah, but we clearly kidnapped in the room. and being held hostage by... Some sort of like crazed individual, and we're to assume it's Jack the Ripper. Um, and then we cut to the little Lord and Madame Red playing uh, chess, and he's all upset because they didn't get the case. And uh, after they talk for a bit, then we get a cut back 
to Jack Durper again, like, putting makeup on her. And as a lightning bolt, like, crashes in the background, he messes up the lipstick. You see the woman get, like, a lot more uh, afraid, kind of implying, like, you messed up the lipstick, now I'm going to, like, punish you for it, or something like that. Um, a lot of presumptions in this scene. It might mm. not be Jack the Ripper. It might be just a very innocent um, couple doing <laughs> uh, some weird bondage stuff. We're not ones to yeah. judge. We don't know. Just a couple of randos that yeah. don't matter at all. <laughs> no, not relevant to the plot at all. Um, so then we cut back to uh, Madame Red is talking to the little lord, uh, asking like why he's the queen's police dog. Um, and this is where I found out she was his aunt. I don't know if that's in episodes two or three, but that's where I was like, oh, they're related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that until here either. Yeah, it's probably mentioned in two or three. Um, and she's talking about like talking about his parents and how they were also in the or either same position or worked with the queen and stuff. So it kind of got passed down to him. Um, and uh, as she's talking, she's like about to leave, and she says the line, "I've come to think of you as my own son." And my God, if that's not like the death line, I don't know what is. Like you're you're <laughs> absolutely gonna die after that line. So. Yeah, I don't know what made me take this note, but it's something CL said, and I put, man, fuck my parents, am I right? <laughs> CL Phantom Hive, probably. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem to be, like, mourning them. He's not like, oh man, I sure miss my parents. It's like, ah, good, they're dead, now I can get work done. Like, he kind of, he just seems like an yeah. asshole. Um, yeah, he has no remorse whatsoever. Yeah. We love a kid detective, but CL kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, that's when I wrote, uh, check dead parents off the bingo card, because it's where we definitively get, like, uh, confirmation that, like, yep, they're not away on vacation, they're straight up dead. Um, and then Sebastian is reviewing the case, uh, with the little lord, like, while he's in bed, and kind of implying, like, I actually know who the real Ripper is. Like, I wanted to go to that weird party to just have fun? I don't know. Um, but it kind of implies he knows who the real one was, like, the whole time, and unless directly told an order to, he wouldn't do everything the little lord says. So, he's kind of playing cat and mouse. Um, and he's ooh, like, ooh, so coy. Ooh. <laughs> and um, when, he, when uh, they find that out, they go out on a steak hunt to hunt down the actual Ripper now. And this is when uh, the little lord's kind of like reviewing the case and talking out loud, saying like he's going after like specific women and like there's definitely going to M.O., and Sebastian talking the whole time about, like, long, luscious black hair and gorgeous. And it's, like, keeps, like, going on and on about, like, the hair. And uh, the little so lord's like, soft. what the hell are you talking about? And he looks over and Sebastian's just petting a cat he found, like, in the alleyway. Uh, That's the most relatable, relatable content. Part of this entire show. <laughs> when you're at a party and you don't know anyone, you just find that cat. <laughs> when he you're hunting cats. a serial killer in a dark alley and you see a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I mean... We've yeah. all been there. Yeah, I do, I do the same thing. <laughs> um, and then, so while he's banging the cat, they hear a woman scream, and they run around the corner to try and see who it is. And they, oh, they're too late. She's already moitered. Uh, Moita. When they kick in the door, they find the woman just carved apart and blood everywhere. The little lord's horrified. <gasps> Sebastian oh. pulls him out real quick and covers his <laughs> eyes, saying, "Don't look," even though you've made a deal with a demon and like you solve murders all the like. I, I don't know. I don't know why this was too far for the little lord. Like, this was too gruesome. Little lord. Little lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
He gets an eyeful, a singular eye, because he wears an eye patch the whole time. Ha <laughs> <What>? ha <laughs> Hey, the writing's not any worse than the show. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and um, while they're, like, jumping back in the alleyway, Sebastian says, like, all right, come on out. Like, we know you're still in there, Jack the Ripper. And as he walks out, it turns out to be Madam Red's butler. I feel yeah. Like, oh, a twist. What a twist. Uh, and as he's talking, he's like, I don't know what happened. And, like, she just, I was trying to save her and stuff. He's like, I ah. heard the scream and I came to help. Sebastian's like, ah, stop with the act, you dumb idiot. We know it's you. And that's when he, like, kind of laughs. And I think he starts, like, cleaning his glasses. And we just see, like, fangs. Just, like, a shitload of sharp, sharp, weird anime teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, sharp teeth. And his shark teeth. Shark teeth. <laughs> I don't know why, but they reminded me of chain chomp teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it, just the way they like perfectly mesh together yeah and they curved around um and then at this point i'm just gonna start calling him ripper the whole time because i already forget this name and i do not care um, yeah it does not matter <laughs> so the ripper like unfurls his like long ponytail and like shakes his hair around and it gets puffed out and bigger and it's all red now like it changes colors um and it turns out the ripper is actually a grim reaper He's not, like, a demon or anything. Yeah. He's a servant between death and God. And, like, he's... supposed. I call... I call Grell them. Them? Because, again, like, with Krona, we're drawing a lot of parallels to uh, mm-hmm. Soul Eater and yeah, Death Note. Um, because much like with Krona, like, at the time that it was made, like, calling people they, them wasn't really a thing yet that people like to do mainstream. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It makes so much more sense. Yeah, so, like, in the dub, like, Grell starts referring to themselves as, like, an actress and, like, a lady and stuff like that. Yeah. But well, I like to go with them. At one point, Sebastian, like, kicks at them and uh, they say, like, oh, you, you wouldn't hit a lady, would you? And I'm just like, oh? Like, I just, just kind of caught off guard with that. Um, but, yeah, so it turns out they're actually a Grim Reaper. And, like, it's weird that they're going kind of just off the rails because, if anything, Grim Reapers are supposed to follow, like, the laws of order more mm-hmm. than a demon would like sebastian and not just murder people yeah, yeah. not just go crazy and uh they're talking about how much they love like the color red and how great it is and stuff and um that's why they were presumably murdering him because they just loved seeing blood um and then at that time madam red also walks out because she's an accomplice and what what twists abound oh uh, who would have guessed twists on twists on twists we heard you like twists, so we put a twist <laughs> in your twist. <laughs> Exhibit, what are you doing here? Um, and this is when the little lord snaps out of his shock of seeing the dead body. And he's like, ah, Madam Red, I knew you would be here, because we already figured it all out. And it's like, what? Yeah. What? You you can't say you solved the case after the answer is presented to you. Yeah, it's like, how convenient you say you knew the whole time when you didn't do anything <laughs> to arrest her or stop her from murdering this one woman. <laughs> Well, he just found out the night before. I'm not justifying this. But <laughs> but you can't act like, oh, we knew the whole time. It's like, no, we knew like five minutes ago. Like, Sebastian knew the whole time. Yeah, Sebastian yeah. had it figured out. And he probably spelled it out to you. Th- this is the Batman thing we were talking about at the beginning of Alfred laying <laughs> out things for Batman. <laughs> being like, mm, can I show you how to get there? No, Alfred, I'll figure it out on my own. I can do it. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Uh. Um, and this is when... My parents are dead. I'm a big boy. CL's parents are dead. <gasps> what? 
CL's parents are dead and so are Batman's. Oh. He is anime English Batman. Wow. <laughs> English child Batman. You mentioned Batman so so early on and I didn't even draw this parallel. Wow. Oh, God. Is it Death Note 2 and Batman and England and... Uh, and Soul Eater. Soul Eater. This has got it all. I don't know why you guys don't like this. <laughs> it's a perfect show. It's at this point the Reaper pulls out a chainsaw, and I was just like, "What fucking year is this?" Because I yeah. honestly pimped I, his death scythe. It's the scythe. Exhibits back, but they don't like being called a scythe because it's so, they put so much work into it to make it this new thing, and like I honestly couldn't figure out what year it was in the show the whole time because they had like telephones, but then horse and carriages, and like it was just very confusing. And then chainsaw was just like, "All right, I'm go- I just whatever. It's parallel yeah. world." Like they, the year doesn't they matter. They tried to justify it by CL being like, "What is that contraption?" <laughs> but it's still like, "No, you can't just pull out a chainsaw and be like, "Ooh, a fantasy English demon chainsaw." Like if you, that's the thing, like yeah. if they pulled out like some sort of crazy demonic magical weapon, it's like, "Sure, whatever." But like it's not even that extravagant of a chainsaw. Like it just looks like a chainsaw. It's just red. Like that's the yeah. weirdest thing about it. And yeah, it's really that's what like I think watching it, I haven't watched this show in a very long time, (laughs) Uh, but watching it this time, I was definitely like, this is, everything happening in this show is just weird. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, weird supernatural fantasy aspects, and, like, I don't, there's too much happening. Yeah, they make a bunch of bold choices, and boy, (laughs) howdy, do they not pay off. Yeah. (laughs) They just commit. Um and it's at this point the little lord orders Sebastian to go and end the Reaper. And then the Reaper's just like posing with the chainsaw and like dancing around with it. And looks like Axel from Kingdom Hearts. And it's like with the big red hair <laughs> An now. An icon. It's just real weird. A legend. <laughs> A legend. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Please um, don't talk about anime I have not seen. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is a video game. And it's also one of the worst animes of all time. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a legit anime. <laughs> Uh, it's not, but it's just There's so a manga. convoluted and full of its own itself and so far up its own ass. It's it's the biggest perpetrator of all the anime tropes we hate. <laughs> anyway, um, it's at this point, Madame Red pulls out a knife and goes after her nephew, saying, like, you wouldn't understand why I murdered all these people. I never could have a child, but your mother and father could, and tries to, like, stab her nephew and trying to, like, justify why she's a serial killer to him. Um... So, yeah, that makes sense. And it's at this point we get, like, a flashback of her life saying, like, she always hated her bright red hair. Well, hey. What? You're skipping a Am lot I? here. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Pulls out um, the knife. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So she pulls out the knife on, on, on CL and he's she's like, you shouldn't have been born in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then Sebastian kind of goes to defend CL and CL says, no, wait, I changed my mind. Don't kill her. And then Grell is like, oh, you're getting soft now? Pussy, murder your nephew, idiot. <laughs> Do it, pussy. Uh, but she doesn't want to, so Grell kills her. Yeah, just chainsaws, roll, chainsaws right through her. Uh, so, her life flashes before her eyes. Oh, uh, this is where we get the flashback. Okay, I skipped over this because, I'll be honest, I was checked out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's very. This fair. episode I was is counting very much the like a soap opera. It's very melodramatic. I was checking Twitter. I was not. <laughs> I was so done at this point. <laughs> oh man, 
Just wait till we get to my action shonen anime. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, when Madame Red's dying, like just film explodes out of her body and it's all for like memories and it's kind of like her flash flashing her her flash her life flashing before her eyes <laughs> the reaper's kind of saying like ah it's a corny way of saying it but basically so the reaper's job is to watch all of the memories and judge them if they were a good person or not like based on the memories um and this is where we get all the backstory of Madame Red, saying she always hated her red hair, but then one day she met Lord Phantom Hive, and he said, like, hey, nice hair. And she's like, I and love man, my red hair now. A man helped her love herself. Ah, the classic story. Mm, if <laughs> the you true love, love yourself, let a man help you. <laughs> and she immediately fell in love with Lord Phantom Hive, because he said, like, hey, nice hair, and that's it. And that's enough to win her affection over. <laughs> But then her sister got betrothed to him, and then had a kid, and they had a fa- happy life. And she's like, ugh, I still love him, but I guess I'll just settle for this schlub over here, and he'll not." She said she was sleep. happy. I mean, sure. But for not, like a minute. Not happy enough to not murder people. Her life fell apart. So, she marries the guy, gets uh, pregnant, and as they're... Riding home one day in a carriage, there's a horrible carriage accident where her husband is dead instantly, and then they had to remove her uterus <laughs> and unborn child. How fast was this carriage going? What because the that makes sense. This sure. part made me so mad. They had her have a miscarriage in a carriage accident. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How on the nose can you be? What are you doing? But also just like, in order to save your life, we had to remove your uterus and the unborn child in it. So sorry. And it's just like, what kind of damage was done to her body that this had to be done for her to survive? A bomb was placed in your uterus. (laughs) We had to remove it. We could not defuse it. Just, oh, God. There was a whole wheel shoved up there. (laughs) Just, uh, the horse, it just trampled you. I'm sorry, it trampled you. The horse trampled only your pregnant stomach. (laughs) Exactly your uterus was trampled. Jeez, like, it's a carriage. What happens? Uh, Oh my god. So her uterus was removed. Was removed, and she continued living her life, and she's a surgeon at a hospital? I I don't know, I kind of was losing track at this point, too. Um... And she had a woman come in who didn't want her child, and it's like, get rid of it. I don't want to be pregnant. She's a prostitute. Okay. Uh, and she's like, I don't want to have a kid. The kids are dumb. What Why? What idiot would have a kid? And it just makes Madame Red snap. And she hunts down the woman and just murders her. She's like, why do you get to have a child and don't want it, but then I couldn't have one? Rawr, 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 taking out my frustration on you, because, yeah, that's a lot. The show took a very pro-life stance right at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I was kind of like, well, uh, yes, but also, like, she's upset at women for, like, having something she can't. Yeah, it's not but also, their fault. Yes, yes, I'm not gonna argue with that. <laughs> that is, that is a very strange turn that it took, being like, have your babies, prostitutes. <laughs> you want a family, that's what it's all for. I wanted a family, so everyone wants a family. And even if someone Your has precious womanly part. Even if someone has something that you want really bad and can't have, maybe don't murder them over it, because you're not getting it now. You just killed that baby, too. 
<laughs> so just like well, another thing, another thing that uh, helped her snap was that her beloved uh, sister and brother-in-law, the man she actually loved, were burned in a terrible fire. And then all the fire was red, so now she hates the color red again, despite having striking red hair and wearing nothing but red all the fucking time, and calling herself Madam Red. Embrace what you hate. I, uh, no, because then you turn into Jack the Ripper. And <laughs> so, yeah, she kills her, uh, she kills the prostitute, and then that's when the Reaper comes down for the first time, because he's just like, hang. they're just hanging around, like, just, I don't know. Watching people murder each other? I don't know. There's no reason why. Grell loves murder. Grell, much like Sebastian, is also a showman. But, like, why were they there at that exact... I don't know. It's just weird that the Reaper just happened to be they there. They were coming to collect uh, the prostitute soul. Uh, I don't know. I, it's yeah. just... Wait, <laughs> there's so much going on. We're right at the end. Yeah, <laughs> we just, can wrap it yeah. up. A little further. Can you believe? And, um, so, yeah, that's, like... And then that's the whole story of Madame Red. And then we cut back to, like, her bleeding out because the Reaper just chainsawed the shit out of her. Um, and steals her coat, which I think is a real petty, shitty move. I love it. <laughs> just, Grell just looks murdered. so good in that coat. It's like, you around, don't deserve the color red. Throws it on themselves. Oh, God. Uh, and that's when the little Lord is like, Sebastian, forget what I said earlier. Murder the Reaper! And, like, gives him the, like, confirmed order to kill him. And that's when it ends. We get the cliffhanger for the big fight. But we get a fun line of a girl being like, I'll send you two to heaven together. And then Sebastian's like, heaven, you're joking. I know nothing of heaven. And I love that. Because I'm one hell of a butler. (laughs) 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 I have to say it for the third time this episode. I mean. (sighs) God, it's. Ooh, yeah, this show is. uh, (laughs) These last two episodes were a ride. Yeah! I love... Yes! (laughs) I love garbage! (laughs) Uh, I won't tell you how to live your life, but you're doing it wrong. (laughs) No. I mean, I'm not gonna keep watching this again. (laughs) I can see how this appeals to the moody teens of the world. Yeah, so Dukes, uh, are we there yet? No, no, no. <laughs> do you, you want to think about it for a little? Nope. Do you want to? No. Uh, okay. Are you sure you don't want to marinate? Maybe watch a few more episodes. <laughs> maybe if someone maybe forces the, me to watch this, yeah. Maybe watch the episode like uh, fifteen episodes in, where we finally find out who may have murdered CL's parents. Oh wow! Uh, fifteen I, in. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want that in these first, uh, technically, five episodes. <laughs> oh, nice. What a shame. And the fact that episodes two and three of a series just, like, aren't really important is kind of a bad start. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are a lot of, like, character introductions, but I feel like the things that happen in those episodes are just so boring and, like, unnecessary that I just didn't want to... St- those be like one two and three i didn't want those to be the only episodes you guys saw <laughs> yeah that's but fair. i mean <laughs> it it is nice that we had this little like episode one was arc. the introduction of everyone and then we had a mini arc of uh hunting down this uh jack the ripper who turned out to be a grim reaper because yeah those are things now in this world that makes sense <laughs> with the chainsaw hey there are already demons i mean there are already yeah. deus ex machina demons yeah. God, so... Alright, well, <laughs> um, I'm sad, and... 
<laughs> sad that we That's didn't it like for it. Me. Sad that we didn't like it, or sad that you had to relive that. Uh, sad that I understand why you don't like it. Sad that it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> Oh, we you. love you and respect your opinion. <laughs> Thanks. My opinion of this show now is that it should live in my 15-year-old mind. There we go. There's there's quite a few animes I just refuse to go back and watch. Because I'm like, those memories are good. And I know that show is not. So I won't rewatch it. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. There's so many things in general we don't want to relive of our 15-year-old choices. Yeah. That's true. Oh, man. So well, let's move on. Yeah. Next week, <laughs> yeah. What do we have going on next week? Next week, we're actually going to be watching a viewer's pick of Steins Gate. Ooh, yes. This was suggested to us in our Facebook group. Uh, please, we would love to start taking suggestions. So, if you have a show you would like to have us watch, and uh, be forewarned, we may not like it. <laughs> um, uh, this may happen. <laughs> this to you. happen to you. This is a disclaimer. <laughs> uh, don't hate us if we don't like your show. Um, please send suggestions to our Twitter. Are we there yet? Same handle for Instagram or our email, which is are we there yet at gmail.com. And you can find me at Mr. Patrick Dugan on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Queen Period Weeaboo on Instagram and Queen underscore Weeaboo on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. That stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is my other podcast about video games. Ooh. And we have to thank Camille Rooley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme song, Stories, off the album Beats. You can find all of Louis' music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you will join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I'm one hell of a butler. Oh.